I have the great pleasure of introducing your convocation speaker today. I will start off with a somewhat horrifying thought, which is that I met John Hewley like two years from where you are sitting right now. You're like 14 or 15. I met John when he was 17 and I was 18. Wow. <laughs> Which means in a few short years, you people could be like looking into the face of your future spouse. Ah! I will also say I am extremely grateful that I did not meet Mr. Hewley in his underclassman years of high school because I think I would have hated him because he did some really stupid stuff. But that also gives me hope for some of our current John Paul the Great freshmen. So, um, John, who would have no known it, turned into just an incredible person. I can't think of anybody, cannot think of anybody that I would rather adventure with. He's, yeah, I mean, he's an incredible person. And I'm not going to, like, cry and be weird up here because that would be super weird for everybody involved. Um, but maybe just to share a little bit, um, John is a, a biologist, he's a team lead, he's a licensed professional wetland scientist, he earned his master's degree in environmental policy and management, um, whilst having young kids, and um, is a super cool, kind of random dude. He's had his, he studied with, for his EMT, he has a commercial driver's license, he can drive a 60-foot articulated bus in the event that you ever need that, in addition to a bunch of other random skills. So I have no idea what he's going to talk to you guys about. So let's figure it out. John Hewley. If I had asked Mrs. Hewley to give me an introduction, I would have asked her to lower the bar. And we didn't have to talk, and she did that. So thank you very much for doing that. Um, and thank you so much, John Paul the Great students and Mr. Lugo, for having me here today for convocation. Again, I am John Hewley, I'm Mrs. Hewley's husband, and I'm so happy to be here. As I worked on this short talk, I ran a few ideas by Mrs. Hewley about some topics. Her recommendation was to have me talk about all the stupid things I did in high school before I met her. She often says, as she just did, that she would have never married or dated me if she had known me before the precise time that I had met her, which was at the very end of high school. See, Mrs. Hewley and I both went to Regis Jesuit, which means, conveniently for me, I was able to hide myself from her for most of our time there. Let's see, there was the time I ran for student council, and my speech mainly involved me ripping my pants in front of the crowd for a good laugh. There was the time I led the charge for a few weeks to park sideways in every parking spot. And of course, there was the antics to follow students into the bathroom to give them a good cheer when they finished using the toilet. The lesson there is one perhaps I can touch on more during a different convocation, but in summary, I did change, perhaps mostly because I met Mrs. Hewley. But Mrs. Hewley and I would both like you to know, as she already mentioned, you can always change for the better. Rather, my story comes from early in my college days when I was choosing a major. My upbringing as a cradle Catholic was being tested at the University of Colorado Boulder. This was because I felt like the only Catholic in town, or at least within my dormitory building, classes, etc. I felt lonely. I had support in my faith, but I wasn't recognizing it. 
I was numb to the support God was providing. And in my stubborn ways, I wanted to do faith myself, whatever that meant. Among this loneliness, and perhaps due to my quietly defiant personality, I like to find ways to push my faith out into the open. Perhaps this was a way I could feel my faith in the numbness. I began signing my emails with a quote from T.G. Morrow. Pray as if it is only up to God. Act as if it is only up to you. There's plenty about this quote that speaks to me. Again, I'll save that for a different story. But now I remember it for my student advisor's reaction when I was emailing him a request to change my major from general arts and sciences to ecology and evolutionary biology. The email would have gone something like this. Dear Mr. Anderson, I'm writing to request a change in my official major to ecology and evolutionary biology. Please let me know what other information you need from me to finalize this choice. Sincerely, John Hewley. Pray as if it is only up to God. Act as if it is only up to you. The advisor replied, I noticed you're signing your emails with a quote from the Bible. You realize this is an evolution philosophy dominated major, right? Of course I did. <laughs> this was no accident. The title of the major included the words evolutionary biology. I quickly reported her to the Office for Student Affairs, and providentially, they saw the potential consequences in the advisor's actions and had a redirecting chat with that advisor. Although I am an evolutionary biologist, and Catholic evolutionary biology isn't for everyone, of course, I'm not here to preach an evolution is right or wrong opinion, but I would like to convey, however, a bit about why evolutionary biology and science are so important to my faith and therefore such a large part of who I am. Three items. Number one, the scientific method is in itself an exercise in applied logic. God is truth. Truth can be revealed through logic. And therefore, practicing science is itself a discovery of God. Number two, I find that scientists without faith can be rather fearful of the seeming incompatibility of science and faith. They, like my advisor, believe God is illogical, and they're therefore worried biases will creep into the experiments and skew the results. On the contrary, however, those scientists with faith, like myself, practice science ready to learn about God, because those who fear the Lord know there's plenty to learn. Three, it was my spirit of defiance perhaps honed in high school when a friend and I stole for sale signs and placed them in our friend's yards that made me want to swim upstream in a major and a career trajectory where I was alone, but one that I know has made my faith stronger. Today, I lead a team of project managers and scientists at one of the most profitable science-based consulting firms in the US, and my faith is peculiar to my colleagues. Be not afraid, our Lord says. And this isn't just to make us feel more comfortable, but to help us to be bold and help discover his light in our dark world in ways science can be very helpful. Mountaineers, don't ever stop discovering our Lord and be bold. You don't know how God's movements in your heart may be preparing you for sainthood one day. Ad maiorum de gloriam and praise be Jesus Christ.